All right, Romans chapter number nine, Paul is going to spend time now pointing out that the prophets, the Old Testament prophets, have clearly proclaimed God's purpose concerning Israel, the nation. Let's start reading in verse number 22. Watch what it says. What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory, even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. As he saith also in Osea, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, ye are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Now verses 25 and 26, we're going to see that the prophets in the Old Testament declared that the Gentiles would become the vessels of mercy. We're going to look at that in the Old Testament this morning. Verse 27. Esaias also crieth concerning Israel. Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant shall be saved. For he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness. Because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. And as Isaiah said before, except the Lord of Sabaoth had left us a seed, we had been as Sodoma and had been like unto Gomorrah. So there's also a warning from the prophet that the Jews are being warned of becoming vessels of wrath. Now, we did verse by verse all the way up to verse number 25, so we're not going to backtrack on that. But I will have to say this as we introduce this message. Israel as a nation right now is not saved. Jews as individuals still need to be witnessed to. Some will say, well, the Jews, you don't have to witness to them. They're God's chosen people. No. As individuals, we need to still witness to Jewish people. Because individuals need to hear the gospel. It doesn't matter your, your nationality. Okay. Now, in Romans chapter number 9, watch what it says in verse number 25. It says, As he saith in Hosea, that's Hosea, I will call them my people which were not... My people and her beloved, which was not beloved. Well, who is this? What is this phrase? We're not my people. This is what Paul's saying in the book of Romans. He's calling a people that were not his people. Let's see what Peter has to say about it. Because I want you to look at this cross reference. That's why I asked you to turn there. Look at first Peter chapter number two. First Peter chapter number two. Look at verse number nine. First Peter 2, 9. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Who is that? Be, that? Okay. And holy nation, a peculiar people, 
that you should show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people. You and I aren't Jews. And in the time past, we were not called his people. But are now the people of God. Have you trusted Christ through the person of God? Which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from flesh the lust for against the soul. And it goes on. In time past, you weren't a people. Unless you can trace your lineage back to Abraham, you and I were not called as God's people. That nation was. So we were not a people, but now we are a people. That's what he's talking about. And the Old Testament prophets prophesied this. And we're going to look at that now. Go back to the book of Hosea. In the Old Testament, you should have that bookmark. Hosea chapter number two. Because we need to see if what Paul said in Romans 9 and what Peter said match what the Old Testament prophets said. And then we've got some cross references to piece this together. Hosea chapter number two. Look at verse number two. Oh man. Plead with your mother, plead, for she is not my wife, neither am I her husband. Let her therefore put away her whoredoms out of her sight and her adulteries from between her breasts. The nation is playing the harlot. They're adulterers. They've gone after idols. This is what Hosea is talking about. Look at verse four. Watch what it says. I will not have what? Mercy. Upon her children. For they be the children of whoredoms. God's a God who's rich in mercy. But that nation. God's saying look. You're not going to be a vessel of my mercy. Because you've gone after idols. See that? Now keep reading in verse number 6. We'll skip to. Therefore behold. I will hedge up thy way with thorns. And make a wall that she shall not find her paths. And she shall follow after her lovers. That's idols. But she shall not overtake them, and she shall seek them, but she shall not find them. Then shall she say, I will go and return to my first husband, for then was it better with me than now. Look at verse 9, what it says, therefore will I return. Verse number 10, and now I will discover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers. Look at verse number 13. And I will visit upon her the days of Balaam, wherein she burned incense to them. Idolatry. That's the nation. Look at verse number 14. Therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. God hasn't forgotten her. Look at verse number 19. And I will betroth thee unto me forever. How's he going to do that? Look at the end of verse 19. And mercy. They're supposed to be the recipient of God's mercies, but they left their God. They went after idols, but he hasn't forgotten them. He still wants to make them vessels of his mercy, and he's going to do that. Look at verse 20. I will even betroth thee unto me in faithfulness, and thou shalt know the Lord. Now watch verse 23. And I will sow her unto me in the earth, 
and I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. You see that theme in Hosea 2? That's three times it shows up. Verse 23 is the cross reference from Romans 9.25. That's Romans 9.25. That's Hosea 2.23. It's Israel. I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say to them, watch this, which were not my people. Thou art my people. And they shall say, thou art my God. Why is he turning Israel's his people? He's saying to people that aren't his people, that's us Gentiles, that you can be my people. Why does he turn to the Gentiles? To provoke the nation of Israel in jealousy. He uses Gentile dogs to show the Jews that mercy is available to others, not just you. It's not about your physical line. And this is going to play out as we go through this message and next week's message. So I'll stop there with that thought. But go to Isaiah chapter number three. Watch how it starts off. This is so key. It's sad, but it's the key truth. Verse number one, then said the Lord unto me, Go yet, love a woman beloved of her friend, yet an adulteress, according to the love of the Lord toward the children of Israel, who look to other gods and love flagons of wine. God tells Hosea the prophet, I want you to go marry an adulteress. How would you like to have been that prophet? It's a picture. God has a nation who is committing adultery on. Watch what he says in verse number two. By swearing and lying and killing. Oh, sorry, that's chapter four. So I brought her to me for 15 pieces of silver and for a homer of barley and a half homer of barley. And so God tells the prophet, you just buy her and just take her home. Just put her in your house. Verse number three, and I said unto her, thou shalt abide for me many days and shall not play the harlot, for there shall not be an, a, another man. So will I also be for thee. That's Israel right now. Bring her home. Don't marry her. Imagine being that prophet. Go marry an adulteress, bring her home. Or go get an adulteress, bring her home. Don't marry her. Just keep her there. No, put her in the basement or something. Put her out. I don't. You, you, you just bring that adulterer home and don't marry her. Look at verse number four. It pictures the nation. Verse number four is what the nation is right now today. Prophetically, this is who they are. Verse four. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king and without a prince and without a sacrifice, and without an image, without an ephod, without a terror. That's them right now abiding many days right now, this church age, without a king. Their king's coming. But right now they're in verse 4. Afterward, verse number 5, shall the children of Israel return and seek the Lord their God and David their king 
and shall fear the Lord and his goodness when? In the latter days. But that's not happening right now. But that will that will occur. Now go back to Hosea chapter number one. Because in Romans chapter nine, you don't have to turn there, but in Romans chapter nine, in verse number 26, it says, you are not my people. There shall they be called the children of the living God. Verse 26 in Romans 9 is Hosea chapter number 1. Look at verse 9 in Hosea 1. Then said God, call his name, lo mine, for ye are not my people, and I will not be your God. Now the Lord rejected the northern kingdom of Israel as as his people. And when you see this, you see that what looks to be a strange word, lo am I, that means not my people. That's what that word means. It's symbolic. That word lo am I, it's symbolic of Israel's rejection of God. And when Israel rejects their God, there is a temporal removal of his mercy. In other words, those individuals are not vessels of mercy. Because God has temporarily removed his mercy. It's going to return. And we're going to see that in a little bit. But look at verse 10. Yet. The number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea. Which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass. This is the Lord predicting their restoration. That in the place where it was said unto them, ye are not my people. There it shall be said unto them, ye are the sons of the living God. He's pointing to a remnant of Israel that shall be saved at the end of Jacob's trouble, at the end of that tribulation period. That's a picture of restoration, verses 10, and now look verse 11 at the end of it. And appoint themselves one head, and they shall come up out of the land for great Shall be the day of Jezreel. That name Jezreel is symbolic. Jeremiah 31, it talks about he scattered Israel in Jeremiah. In Zechariah 10, it talks about I will sow them among the people. So Jezreel is symbolic. It points, it, it, it points to the fact that God has scattered and sown that nation among other nations. But in Hosea chapter number 1 verse number 10. At the end of it it says. Ye are the sons of the living God. Verse 11. Then shall the children of Judah and the children of Israel. They're going to come.